During the process of making this podcast, we noticed a need of more open dialogue across the fashion supply chain. We want to do our part to try and facilitate more of it. So we came up with Loose Threads, new mini episodes of anonymous Q&A, tying candid questions to honest answers. This is our first mini episode. We will release new episode every other Wednesday going forward. If you have a question you'd like to ask anonymously to someone further down the supply chain, submit it on our website, www.manufacturedpodcast.com slash loose threads. If you're a supplier interested in anonymously answering questions and anonymously connecting with other suppliers working on sustainability issues, you can also get in touch with us via our website. The question we are addressing today is one that might seem simple, but it's not. And we are thrilled that some of the anonymous answers we received from suppliers highlight that complexity. So without further ado, the first anonymous question we are answering is, if social compliance audits don't work, why do brands keep finding compliance issues and what else should they do? There are two anonymous supplier answers that we want to share with you today. The first one goes like this. It really depends on what is meant by compliance issues. In my experience, 99% of the time, the compliance issues, and there are subversive quotation marks around compliance issues, is something unique to the audit program. It's something fairly minor and easy to fix. But if we are talking about egregious compliance issues still being found, like forced labor, then it's because there are bad apples out there who are intentionally trying to flout the law or do not hold the same values as their brand partners. This is why it's so important as a brand to get to know the supplier before starting business with them. Not enough time is spent doing this. Perhaps if the brand had more trust in the suppliers because they knew them well enough, then there would be less of a need for audits. I think what feeds the audit system is that brands are unable to establish meaningful relationships with their suppliers because of the number of suppliers that they're doing business with. Second, I don't think I have ever been in an audit where some issue isn't found. The audit mentality is a gotcha system. The auditor must find something. It's their job. In my opinion, the auditor must find something on every audit. Otherwise, people may wonder if the auditor was doing their job or there was bribery. Another challenge is many audit programs are very prescriptive, and every brand has their own prescription. For example, how much space should go between production lines? Where should fire extinguishers be placed? How much overtime is allowed? Environmental impact targets, etc., etc. This then makes it hard for manufacturers to make everyone happy. If we tried, we would spend all of our time preparing for audits. We'd rather set our own stringent internal standards, benchmarked to international best practice, and follow these. In the end, duplicated efforts by brands don't offer incentives for manufacturers to take ownership over their impacts. What incentive do manufacturers have to push the needle when a brand may disagree with our approach if it doesn't meet, cert if it doesn't meet certain prescriptions in their audit program? If any issues are found, it's easier to create a quick fix, show the evidence, pass the audit, and go back to how we were doing things. Plus, many times auditors have different interpretations of the audit criteria under the same program. A practice that was fine one year is then a problem the next. The program didn't change, just the auditor. There are many examples of this happening. The second answer we are going to share touches on a lot of the same things as answer one the importance of investing in relationship. 
the counterproductiveness of a gotcha system for these relationships, and the impossibility of making everyone happy. Here it goes. Let me give an insight from Bangladesh, a country with a lot of scandals of labor rights violation. Credit to our dysfunctional union system, but that is another story. Compliance here has always been a posh kind of job. You are all suited up. Take a tour around the floor, interview random workers with great showmanship, dive into old salary sheets like an FBI investigator, and then write a disastrous report while eating fresh fruits inside the best decorated room. It's been designed this way. We are editors are. Applauded based on number of findings, not status of improvement of said factory. The compliance process is messed up. It's all publicity and little impact. Lots of interrogation, zero field work. Giving advice or finding faults from outside is easy. Being a part of the process and helping to find solution is needed, but never done. If we really want a change, we need to involve brands in their supply chain, perhaps. By paying for their raw materials, that changes the entire narrative, because then the brand becomes invested in shipping the goods to get a return on their investment, as well as maintain compliance since their name is at stake. However, when manufacturers finance old risk, brands can simply back out at their sweet will. There is always more than one way to answer a question, and truth is never singular. But our task, as people who want to change this industry, is to try and piece them all together into a bigger picture to understand each piece. We chose to share these answers today because they represent a point of view often missing from this picture. And once again, if you have a question you would like to have answered, ask it anonymously on www.manufacturedpodcast.com/loosethreads. And if you're a supplier interested in anonymously answering questions and anonymously connecting with other suppliers also working on sustainability issues, you can get in touch with us via our website.